You know, the last, last two Sundays I've uh, been addressing and laying some foundations for us to prepare hearts and minds. Uh, for preparing our hearts and minds to uh, receive and be in a place where we can believe for God to do something incredible in our lives beyond what we could ever ask for or imagine. In laying those foundations, I trust that we have begun to view and begin to perceive what 2019 is going to be like. I, I don't know about you, but I've learned there are two ways that we can approach the way we live our lives. One of them is as a consumer. Everybody say consumer. The other is as a disciple. A consumer has an attitude of looking at what's best for him and then consuming that. So whatever he considers to be, what he considers or she considers to be good for them is what they would consume. Whatever is the latest, the greatest, the sparkliest is what they will be attracted to. A disciple is one <laughs> who has a life and an attitude of discipline. Where they enjoy the entire world that God has put them in to enjoy. But there are certain disciplines that they have in their life. Which keep them on track in their walk with God. And over the years of pastoring that we have done over the years... I would say a vast majority of the church are consumers. The moment they don't like the taste of something, they look for something different. The moment they feel something is not sparkling anymore, they are distracted to find something else that is more sparkling. I grew up as a disciple. The years that I spent at Kensington Temple in London, I learned the value and the virtues of discipline and godliness and integrity that allows me to push through not just the fun and the great times in life, but the most challenging and difficult times of our lives. And when you live your life as a disciple of Jesus, as opposed to a consumer of Jesus. A consumer of Jesus is there only to, to consume. A disciple of Jesus is there to be consumed. Big difference. And I want us, and however long it takes, for us at life to never ever lean even a little bit towards seeking to develop a consumer attitude in our lives. Because what that is, it is something that is not sustainable. It is something that will never keep you satisfied. Which is why I first had an Android phone and then I began to believe I needed an iPhone. And now not even an iPhone 6S it should be an iPhone 
X whatever it is and next year it will be something else and it's amazing how consumers are prepared to pay the price to consume what they want. Right? At the same time when it comes to discipline people talk about the pain of paying the price. Rather than the attitude of the joy of sacrifice that produces in us character. Which is what James chapter 1 talked about. Don't consider your trials right now as things that trip you up, but consider that God is working within you. He's developing character and perseverance. A consumer never has perseverance. He only seeks pleasure. A disciple, out of perseverance, gains the promises of God. Amen? And I want you, as I lay the foundation for my message this morning, which is this foundation, that we need to approach God in a way that He is the very bedrock of who we are and what we are going to achieve and do in our lives for Him. And I love what the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verses 18 to 19 says. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us, as us may be greatly encouraged, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. Firm and secure. It's the, it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. The writer in Hebrews is addressing the, the issue of a believer understanding that they have a hope in Christ Jesus. That they have access to God like never before because of what Jesus did on the cross. And it's saying now that you have access, and it goes on to talk about entering into the most holy of holies. Now that you have access in to the very presence of God, it says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Firm and secure. Not many of us have had the privilege or the experience of going on a boat. But perhaps you've seen movies, you've seen images, you've read stories about boats. And uh, one of the key items that a boat has is an anchor. A boat needs an anchor, not because it can't float. It needs an anchor so it never drifts away from where it is supposed to be. The question I want to ask you is, what or who is the anchor of your life? Now, every good Christian will say, 
Jesus is the anger of my life. My next question will be, if Jesus is the anchor of your life, why are you drifting? Why are you drifting in your thought life? Why are you drifting in your walk of faith? Why are you drifting in what you're looking and believing for God to do? The Bible says that you can be tossed about by different things in the life, in the, on the sea of life. But when Jesus is truly the anchor of your soul, there is an anchoring that you and I can have that supersedes the uncertainty and the challenges of the storms of life, no matter what they may be. Whether it is the, own, uh, the very own storms that we have within us, or whether it is the storms of life that come outside of us and affect our lives. The, book, the writer of the book of Hebrews says, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. I want to talk about four key anchors that you and I need to have in our lives to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Not a consumer, a disciple. Let me tell you, if you want to live your life as a consumer, life on there will be an un uncomfortable place to be. Because our leadership, our encouragement, our discipline and disciples will, our disciplines will always push you towards being a disciple and forsaking life as a consumer. And so I want to talk about four anchors that we need to have in our lives. When you think of an anchor, you usually picture the heavy object that is tied to a ship that keeps it secure to the bottom of the sea. An anchor is something that gives a firm foundation. It brings security in our lives. And in scripture, this picture is metaphorically used for us to represent God and our life of faith with Him. It's there to help us understand that we need to keep steadfast and focused through whatever life takes us through on Him. And not to be tossed about or allow ourselves to be tossed about by whatever's happening in life. Now you can never quite calm the storm sometimes in your life, but you can anchor your life so that you can come through the storm. Boats that go adrift in a storm are boats that are not anchored. That have no connection to something that is greater and bigger than them. And the same is for you and me. We might profess that Jesus is our anchor. But when the storm comes, when there is an uncertainty, when there is a decision to be made, when there is some sense of anxiety in our lives, do we have that firm foundation upon which we connect all these uncertainties and say, it is well with my 
song. When there is no money in the bank account, it is well with my soul. When the healing has not come through yet, God is my firm foundation, my refuge, my ever-present help in times of trouble. When our career path is not going the way we expected to, I know that I can trust God, that I will anchor my thoughts and my expectations not in a company, not in my career and my drive to achieve something, but in Christ. Because when I anchor my career path in Christ, He will make a way for me where there seems to be no You don't have to maneuver in the workplace. You don't have to politicize your relationships, but you can live integrally and allow God by anchoring your hope in Him that He has something great and good for you. Amen. In whatever you are doing in your everyday life, learning to anchor our thoughts in Christ Jesus. Now to say anchor your life in Christ Jesus is like this very vague metaphor that I'm presenting to you. But in real terms it means that you are believing in His Word. You are, His Word is the foundation of your life. And when your life is connected to His Word, you have faith that is living in you. Amen? There are two kinds of faith. There is a faith upon which it's just what is there. And then there is pistos, which is the living faith, an active faith. And that's the faith that the Bible talks about. Not just believing that Jesus is your anchor, but actually living it out like He really is. So no matter what uncertainty comes to you, you know that even though there is a storm, even though there is uncertainty, even though that you're being tossed around, you are secure and you will never drift into an abyss of uncertainty. Amen? So I believe the key anchor in our lives is the anchor that we maintain in God's word through our relationship with Jesus Christ. In short, Jesus is the anchor of my soul. Can you say that? Jesus is the anchor of my soul. Now if you were real with me and I was real with you, Jesus is not your only anchor. Some of us anchor our lives in other things and other people and it's not wrong. But make sure whatever the other anchors are in your life, that they're never superseded by the anchor that you need to have, Jesus Christ. We can anchor our relationships and our friendships with people. People that you can trust, that you can turn to in times of need. 
that you can be vulnerable with, that know you for who you are, that don't judge you, but you're willing to receive love and acceptance, but also correction, so that you can grow and become who you need to be. God will give you relationships in which, in your walk with Jesus Christ, you can build and establish friendships and relationships. For me, one of the anchors in my life is my wife. After Jesus Christ, my anchor is my relationship. One of the anchors is my relationship with Naomi. She knows me for who I am. She knows my strengths and my weaknesses, my vulnerabilities. And I'm free to be open and honest, but also to receive correction and guidance from her wisdom. And the same for us. We are an anchor to each other. As we are anchored in Christ and we are anchored in each other, we are able to anchor our family and build a foundation upon which our children can anchor themselves in God and establish a firm foundation in a godly family. It doesn't mean to say everything is perfect and everything is right all the time and there's no challenges. They are there for every one of us. But despite all of that, we know that we are anchored in Jesus Christ. And we know that as a family, we are there for one another. Whatever happens today and 50, 60 years from now, as long as I'm still alive, we will be there for one another. Amen? We need those relationships. We need those anchorings. Another anchor that I'm going to suggest that we can have is outside of the family, the immediate core family, is friendships. And I want you at life to find those anchoring friendships in a community of faith. People that you can pray with. People that can believe with you. People that are there alongside you, cheering you on, wishing you the best and hoping for you to succeed in life. And I can assure you, two of those people are already there. That's near me and me. And you will find others and many more who share those same values, who desire for you to succeed in whatever God is calling you to do. And will cheer you on and will be with you with a box of tissues when needed. Will not judge you. Will not condemn you. But know that God is working in all of us. But we can journey together. Amen. That we can anchor and have a hope. That there is some hope in the community of faith. How many people have anchored them, their lives in Christ. But have lost hope in the church. Because of disappointment. Because of the weaknesses and the frailty of human beings. But that is not an excuse to exit from the community of faith. Because let's be honest, none of us are perfect. And at some point you're going to upset me and at some point I'm going to upset you. But if I'm a consumer, the moment you upset me and you don't smile like I expect you to, I'm going to find somebody else who will smile bigger than you. Because this Sunday I came and nobody smiled. 
At McDonald's, the smile is so big because KFC, it's even bigger. So I'm going to go down the road and look for a bigger smile. That's a consumer. A disciple perseveres, pushes through, is disciplined, integral, stands firm. And through the storm of a no smile Sunday, keeps hope and knows this is where God has anchored me. Amen. In this community of faith, God could have anchored you anywhere. He's anchored you here. He anchors you because He has a plan for you. Because He has a purpose, an assignment out of this port. Amen. The fourth anchor. That you need to deal with very carefully. But you need to have great wisdom. Is making sure that your life is aligned to your assignment. Everybody say, my life must be aligned to my assignment. Not your career. Not your job opportunities. Not your next paycheck. No, those things are necessary, but there is something greater, and that is your assignment over your life. Your life must be anchored to your assignment. In other words, and we've learned this over the years, there have been so many job opportunities that we have had. Or just opportunities to do something different. To move cities, to move towns, to move places, whether it was London, whether it was here. And we've learned, say, God, if this does not fit in with the big picture of my life. Because I am anchored into your call and purpose for my life. I am not moving out. I am not moving away. I will stay on course. And I've seen how God has come through at every juncture. I remember I was, we were young, we were irking a life in London, working really hard, just the two of us. No family, no support other than us, God, and in a community of faith. And I sensed God was calling me to go to Bible school. It meant I had to give up working full time and working part-time or giving up work altogether, but I had commitments. We had financial commitments. We had a mortgage. We, we had bills to pay. I had to keep the two of us, just the two of us that was then, going. And everything within me said, no, now is not the time. But you see, God is uh, ever patient, but also pretty smart. And He prophetically spoke at a meeting to me, through a, a, a couple who did not know me at all, did not know what we were going through. And addressed the issue that I had of concerns of provision. God addressed that prophetically. And the, that same week I went to the Bible school and I signed up, still a little bit concerned about giving up my responsibility of the home and securing my home. Creating 
a safe and a firm foundation for my home as the father, as the husband, as the prophet, priest, and whatever else you want to call me. But as I sat talking to the dean of students who is now my uh, very good friend, who I worked with in the subsequent years, he said to me, Ian, you can either allow God to do something in you right now, or it can take the next five to ten years. It's your choice. And in that instant and that word of wisdom that he had, I said, I'm signing up right now. As soon as I signed the papers to join the Bible school, that same week, Naomi's pay was doubled because she got a promotion at work. You see, I could have anchored my decision in me being the provider for the home. A very godly thing to do. But I had to look at the assignment of my life. Much more than just being the provider because God is my source. Amen. And in doing that, making that small but very important decision, it completely changed the trajectory of my life. It completely brought me in line with the purpose and the assignment of God over my life. And there were other times that we had decisions to make. And we had to say, it looks good on paper, but it doesn't look good in faith. It makes sense on paper, but it doesn't make sense to the language of faith. Amen? And I want you to be bigger people. I want you to live this year in faith. Where your life is anchored in Jesus Christ. You have anchoring relationships that bring that sense and reinforce that security for you within the home, within the community of Christ, the church. But also that you know that your assignment in life is far greater than your career path. Your purpose that God is etching out for you is more important than the next job, the next pay rise, the next promise of you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Because let me tell you, you don't need anyone to scratch your back when God's got your back. Amen? You don't need any favors from anybody because God will give you Amen. When our, our lives and our thoughts are anchored to the big picture of our lives, every decision we make, which church I go to, where I'm committed, what I do, what job I take, how I save my money, what I do, every aspect of your life will drive that. Amen. Come on. Do you want to be a big person in Christ? Amen. God's word to us was clear this morning. Don't have small thoughts. The mind of Christ stretches us to big, to believe and think big. To anchor your soul. To anchor your life. Because when you do, you can push through anything. Amen.